Hello and welcome to The 100 Podcast. Zed and Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today we're continuing our 2023 team preview series, previewing every single men's and women's side ahead of the 100 tournaments this summer. And it's time for the Northern Superchargers men, the home of all old men and opening batters available on the franchise circuit. Charlie, this is a, 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 a cricket team that we have uh, been very mean about in the past. And I think we uh, might be very well mean about over the next 15 minutes. Yeah, I was actually going to say they don't quite feel as old and creaky as they have. But actually looking through the squad list now, they do. They really do. Um, they've made some some handy signings during the offseason. I think they've filled a couple of roles that did desperately need filling. But despite that, I look at their squad now and I still think they're a bit light in a few areas and I still have my doubts here. Before we get into this preview, I think it's worth mentioning Ben Stokes, obviously. He's contracted to the Northern Superchargers. He is a star name for England um, in Red Bull and White Bull. But, Charlie, he's just coming off five tests in the Ashes. Clearly, there's some injury issues there. Coming off the IPL, going to a World Cup soon. I think we're pretty confident in saying he's probably not going to feature in this tournament. He's already said he is going on holiday straight after the Ashes is over. I don't think he's even given 100 a second thought, to be fair, and can't say I blame him at the moment. He's got a very busy schedule. He's managing a lot of injuries. The last thing he needs right now is to play even more cricket. I think he's going to go away, take a rest, and not play the 100. I'd be very surprised if he plays at all. Let's get into the myriad of top-order options that the side always seems to have. But even the first ever edition of the tournament, they had five batters in the 11 who would ideally bat as an opener. Slightly different this time. They've got Banson and Lythe scheduled to open up. Obviously, got Matthew Short as well. He's a top-order player uh, from Australia. We've got him carded in at three. Harry Brook, now we don't know how quickly he's going to come over from the Ashes. We have him carded in at four. Uh, Adam Hose and Saif Saib, five and six. Two players, I think ideally you'd want to bump up the order a bit. I'm fine with Hose at five, I think, but you kind of want to get Saif Saib up there. And that's kind of my takeaway from this this batting lineup is there's, there's loads of talent. Um, and I, I feel great about these players individually. Uh, I think we should be excited about these players individually. I think the challenge for the superchargers, and I think it's a possibility, is just finding the the right roles for the right players. And this has always been their issue, I think. This has always been their Achilles heel. You know, we saw them last season, the likes of Michael Pepper batting at number six and seven. And I was just always thinking, this is wrong. That's not that guy's position. But there was no other way to make him bat in his right position without pushing someone else out of position. And with this season side, it's the exact same thing. So let's take Saib Zaib, for example, right? We've got him carded at six. Now that feels at least a spot too low for him. Mm. You want him at four or five, ideally. He's a very good player of spin. You want him to come in, let's say, past the power play before the death. That's his ideal spot. So he can come in, hit the spin, exploit the field. That's what he does very well. If you got him carded at six, he probably isn't going to really do that. He's not going to get a go you'd think until at least over his 13, 14. And at that point, you start to see him more as a death hitter, as a finisher. And that's not really what he does. That's what you got David Visa and Wayne Parnell in the side for. Now, of course, how do you fix that? Well, you try and move him up the order, but then by doing that, you shun Adam Hose down the order, for example, and then he's also a spin hitter, so you have the exact same issue there again. Likewise, Harry Brook cannot bat lower than four or five. He really shouldn't. He's too good to. And then everybody above that, ideally, is an opener. You've got Matthew Short at three, but ideally, he opens the batting. That's what he's always done, both in the Big Bash and in the IPL for Punjab Kings. That's what he does. 
So whatever you do here, someone is batting out of position. And that's very hard to get over in this team because it means that at least one of your players are playing in a role they're not really familiar with and not really suited to. Yeah, I do feel Adam Hose is going to be the guy who ends up locked in at five. The Adelaide strikers over the winter were very keen for him to bat there and kind of be their middle-order glue, the guy to take them home. And he kind of brought down his strike rate a little bit over the winter for them. So I wonder if he could play a, a similar role there kind of a, a, at the back end of an innings. That might be the the one thing you can you can focus on. But you know, in isolation, these are all fantastic players. Now I, I do think if you can find the roles they are happy. Adam Lai's not been in good form this year, but Tom Banton averaging 30, struggle 150, rough couple of years for Bantz, but He's played very well this year, so you're pretty excited about that. And Saif Saib's a player that you know we've been very excited about. Um, and obviously, Harry Brook is a, a proper game changer. So when you bring all of that together, there's there, there's some really ex- explosive opportunities here. And that's I think the thing about this side that I do like is you know Adam Live is going to go hard at the top of the order. You've got players who are going to come after you. Harry Brooks, a game changer. If they can get the roles right for this side, I, I think they could be a really, really great batting unit. And then on top of that, you consider the fact they have David Visa, who has played really, really well as a lower order hitter at the back end the last few years. Really, really developed himself into something quite special there, actually. I feel incredibly good about how this batting lineup quite work. And, you know, maybe you don't really want side to side at six, but I do think even though that's an issue, this side can overcome it. And I feel very good about the side scoring a lot of runs. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Tom Banton, I think, is a really nice pickup for them because I think he complements Adam Live very nicely at the top of the order. Historically, this side has always struggled to find the perfect partner for Adam Live. In the first season, we had the Bald Brothers partnership of Live and Chris <laughs> Lynn, which was very vibey, but a complete disaster. Last season, we had Faf to Plessis, and again, it just wasn't really the ideal partnership. I think they both sort of cancelled each other out. Live was brilliant, but Faf didn't quite click in the way that they intended. Um, Tom Banton, on the other hand, is a right-hander, to compliment Live being a left-hander. And Live, as you all know, isn't necessarily the best starter against spin, but Tom Banton is a very useful player against spin. Probably refers to place on the ball, but he's a very good hitter at spin regardless. He's a very good hockey player in his youth and his ability to kind of hit 360 and use his wrist to manoeuvre the ball when it's spinning is very handy. So on paper, that works out really nicely. And David Visa as well, I do want to touch on briefly, because you're right, he has become really genuinely well-rounded T20 cricketer, both with bat and ball in recent years. But his ability as a death hitter is genuinely, I would say, in the top tier of the game right now. He's very, very experienced and very, very adept at absorbing all the pressure and smiting some serious sixes at the back end of the innings. He's done it a few times with the superchargers already. I think he will probably float up and down this order a little bit. But I, I imagine, obviously, we've got him carded at seven, but he will come in. He will be the man to come in, I would say, after the 14th over. At that point, 14, 15 overs gone, you bring in David Visa and hit some bombs. That's what you do with this team. And I think in that role, he's perfect for this side. Averaging 25, struck over 163 in the blast this year. And I think just top to bottom, that batting order is really exciting. We haven't even touched on Matthew Short properly, who's been playing and, you know, who's got an IPL gig and had a very good um, big bash. So you love that. 
the the bowling has always kind of been a bit of a weird issue for this side over the years. And, and I do think that this lineup has the potential to be pretty good. Um, Reese Topley um, is obviously the big acquisition coming over from the Oval Invincibles and a really, really good T20 cricketer when he's fit. You've got Adil Rasheen, Callum Parkinson. They've retained those two excellent spin bowlers. Callum Parkinson can can operate very well in the power play, which I think will be crucial to them. Also, they've got Wayne Pardell. Um, I want to touch on the, the Parkinson, Rashid, Topley situation first before again to Parnell Visa and the other options in this side because I, I I think there's kind of a, there's a big separation almost between between that so talk me through what you like about you know those 60 deliveries what Parkinson Rashid Topley and even Visa who's been bowling pretty well of, of late um even for Yorkshire this year can, can offer this side well first of all I think Reese Topley is a Big signing for this side. I was very surprised that he fell to him in the draft. I was convinced he'd be snapped up considerably earlier because for my money, he is one of the best English seamers in T20 cricket. His ability both with the new ball and increasingly at the death is genuinely top class. He's become increasingly important for England in Whitehall cricket. His ability to swing it a little bit at the top and then be quite clutch at the death. I think that's an increasing part of his game now is something that this side desperately needed. Their death bowling has been very poor in the first couple of seasons of this. So someone like Reese Topley coming in does help with that considerably. He's someone you can give 20, 20 balls to every game, no doubt. Adol Rashid, of course, is world-class. His control during the middle overs is exceptional. He's a wicket-taking threat also. You love what you got there. And Callum Parkinson as well. I don't know if he plays every game, depending on the track. They might want to bring in, say, a Matthew Potts or a Bryden Cast or even a Baz Delader. But with Callum Parkinson, what you get here is a a second spinner with a lot of control. He can bowl during the power play. He gives him a nice option there. And during the middle overs too, him and Rashid can be a really useful partnership. As well, of course, as David Visa, who is a very handy middle overs bowler as well. Very versatile, takes a pace off the ball, lots of variations, lots of cutters, lots of crossing deliveries, back of the length, which is very hard to get away sometimes. So I like what they've got there with those bowlers. I guess the question is, and I'm sure we're going to get to this in a minute, Ed, is where do the rest of your deliveries come from and how reliable are they going to be? Yeah, Callum Parkins has to play over a game, in my opinion. I think he's an excellent cricketer and I think they need to spin options. Wayne Parnell's an interesting one. He's an interesting pickup, I think. And I think it's one we were slightly confused about because Wayne is a, a fantastic cricketer and has been for a number of years. Pune Warriors is in, India legend. We have a lot of time for Wayne. He historically had a little bit to offer as a batter, doesn't really bring as much with that anymore. And with the ball, it, it does feel like he's kind of a two overs up top and not much after kind of bowler. We kind of saw that in the Mzanti Super League even, where he'd bring himself on early and even as captain not keep himself on. And in the IPL, he had a, a little bit of success, but 9.4 economy rate for the Royal Challengers, Bangalore. It just it just feels like he's he needs to bowl twenty deliveries for this team because you look at what else they offer, and you know Southside isn't really a legitimate option as much as I think it could be a part of his game. And um, Adam Lyle is really a part timer. Obviously, got Matthew Short, who is a good off spinner, but I think when you've got two finger spinners in the side, I, I, I would I would. I would quite like to see Wayne Parnell step up. And if he doesn't, that does mean Matthew Short, David Visa, Callum Parkinson are going to have to bowl all of their 20 deliveries. 
And, and for me, though, just have a, a couple of concerns about how that's quite going to fit together. As much respect as I have for Matt Short as a T20 bowler, I think he's very useful. I think it could be a real concern for this side. Obviously, we saw in the SA20, Wayne Parnell didn't seem to like bowling himself a great deal for the Pretoria Capitals. And given he's captain of this supercharged side as well, I wonder if we see a repeat of that. I wonder if he will be reluctant to trust himself at the death too much. But then you think, well, he might have to, because I don't know who else he's going to bowl at the death. I mean, is it going to be Visa and Topley? I don't know if I'd love to bank on those two every single game. I'd like to give myself another option there, and it kind of has to be him. But then I look through the side and I think, well, could I bring in an extra seamer? Maybe at parts cast a later. But A, neither of them are really great death bowlers, in my opinion. And B, if you were to do that, I think you would be sacrificing the batting because you'd have to drop out one of, say, Saif Zaib probably would be the full guy there. But then that leaves you with Visa at six, which is fine, and Parnell at seven, which is not fine, in my opinion, given his form with the bat in recent years. I think he's an eight max these days. His strike rate, I believe, is around 120-odd, which isn't brilliant. Certainly not for a deaf hitter, as he would be in that role at number seven. So then that kind of leaves you wondering, well, you can't really do that without sacrificing the batting. So you kind of have to, if you're Wayne Parnell step up to the plate and accept that I will have to bowl by 20 deliveries every single game, more or less. And potentially that leaves you with a problem because if he is bowling at a death, that might not always be your safest option. In the past, he hasn't always been great there. However, he has pulled, he has come up with clutch there in the past. I remember a couple of times for RCB this season. Yes, he has been somewhat expensive overall, but there were games where he really pulled it out of the bag and did bowl nice hit the death. So he has got it in him. It's just a case of how much does he trust himself as captain to do that. Yeah, and I think that the ultimately it's uh, he has going to have to he is going to have to bowl a lot of those deliveries. Because I like Matt Short, but you know he's can you really spend on for twenty deliveries? Probably not. And I, I think when Ponell's going to have to step up, and that, that's the, I think the final thing about this bowling lineup is power play wise, you feel great. Parky, Topley, Parnell, even a bit of Matt Short if you would like it. Middle overs, you feel pretty good. Um, with uh, Adil Rashid there, just at the death. And I like Visa and I like Topley, but it does feel like they are really going to have the pressure on. I wonder if they leave five for Adil Rashid. That might well be an option towards the back end of the innings. Five for Rashid, 10 for Topley, um, you know, five for Visa. But, but then it does... That does the kind of limit how much you can bowl Reese Topley early in the innings. For me, that that that's my concern, and I, I do think a lot of this hinges on Wayne Parnell really stepping up as captain for the side. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's got to be really on it in terms of how he manages his resources. There's every possibility that he really turns it on, both personally as a player as a bowler. And leadership-wise, tactically, as a captain. And if he can do so, if he can manage to get every single drop of, of talent out of these players, if he can use them appropriately at the right time in the game, then, yeah, this team could be quite competitive. If he doesn't, and that's a real concern in my opinion, if he doesn't, then this team will be struggling, I think, because I just i am not convinced that they have the bowling resources here or the right team balance to accommodate their bowling resources to genuinely compete and win this competition. I'm not convinced at the moment. Vibe check about the Northern Superchargers. I think they could be pretty good. 
but I think it's dependent on a couple of things. It's Parnell for me with the ball. How much does he bowl? I think he's going to have to captain well as well, given they probably don't have a great deal of bowling options. It's just the six and Matthew Short's one of them and when Parnell's one of them. So, you know, I, I do have concerns there. The batting, however, has loads of firepower, especially if Harry Brooks steps in early. You've got to feel really, really great about this side overall on the batting side of things. So for me, I see a side that I can see being plucky, challenging. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's impossible if they find other right bowling combinations that they push for a finals place equally. Equally, I could see the wheels falling off a little bit on the bowling attack side of things. So a lot, I think a lot of hinges on when Parnell's captaincy. Charlie, where are your vibes at? Not great, if I'm honest. There is a lot to like there, mainly in that top six. I think there's plenty of exciting batting talent there. And I think your main three bowlers are genuinely very good too. My concern is what do you do after that? I don't think this team fits together amazingly well. I think you're going to have to accept at least one of your batters out of position every game, which isn't brilliant. And then you're going to have to accept that at least 20 of your deliveries are going to be a little bit bitty a little bit made up from here and there and i just don't love that balance i there's something about this team that isn't quite right for me the vibe check isn't going great for me to be honest i think this is the mid-table lower half side i can't lie to you i don't see this side winning the competition so there are our thoughts on the Northern Superchargers men. You can find our preview of the Northern Superchargers women as well on our feed right now and previews for loads of other teams. You can also find us on the artist formerly known as Twitter, or as it's now known as X, at Podcast 100. But for now, thank you very much for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. Listener.